0: Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts.
1: Midweek edition of Rico Bronia. It's been a busy week so far for the Mets. The GM meetings are going on in Scottsdale, Arizona. We heard from David Stearns. We got a final contract decision from Adam Adovino a few days earlier, Omar Narvaez. And obviously the big story, Carlos Mendoza is the new manager of the New York Mets. Craig Council shocks us all. (coughs) Doesn't go back to Milwaukee. Doesn't take the Mets job. He actually goes to the Chicago Cubs, much to the chagrin of the Milwaukee Brewers. So it's been a couple of days, and I'm disappointed they didn't get Craig Council. And I said that on our instant reaction, and I still feel that way. For those that question Craig Council and say, since when did he become an all-time great manager? All he's done is lose in the playoffs. Why is he the highest paid manager in Major League Baseball? Look, it's very, very simple. Most of the time, good managers, and I'll call him a good manager. I'm not going to call him a great manager, but a good accomplished manager usually doesn't get to free agency. Usually, they're not available to go anywhere. The good managers have contracts. The good managers are not fired. The good managers never get to free agency. It's a rare, rare occurrence. It happens, but it doesn't happen often. So usually when you're looking for a manager, you're selecting between the pot of first timers, the pot of failed managers or the pot of older managers that are unemployed. So it's usually not like the greatest slam dunk selection of managers. So when you have a guy who's accomplished and has done a solid, solid job in Milwaukee where they've won, maybe not in the postseason, but they win a lot of games every single year with a limited payroll, and that guy becomes available, that guy's going to be a better option than your normal, you know, hey, I'm taking a gamble on a first timer, or hey, I'm going to hope Andy Green's a lot better his second time around. So I just want to explain that. That's why Craig Council had value. That's why he turned out to be the highest paid manager in baseball. What has become clear from what David Stern said the other day and from a lot of the great reporting that's been done over the last few days is that ultimately he didn't want to come here. He didn't. And you know what? That's okay. I'm not bitter. Wanted to go to Chicago. He got the best of both worlds. Good for him. So we as Met fans have to pivot. Carlos Mendoza is a first-time manager, and none of us have any idea what the hell he's going to be as a manager. Are there some positives from his resume? Absolutely. Being in New York for the last decade or so can't hurt. It doesn't mean he's going to solve the media puzzle easily. It doesn't mean he's going to run the locker room so incredibly well. We don't know. But it's certainly not a negative that he's been here in New York. It's certainly not a negative that it seemed like every team, not just the Mets, Fell in love with him, and I'll tell you the other thing that's sort of intriguing. A lot of times with coaching searches in the NFL, we saw it with Joe Shane and Brian Dable. With manager searches in Major League Baseballs, we certainly implied it with Craig Council. There's always like a connection. Now you hire people you know, and sometimes that's a good thing when you're working together. But then sometimes you keep your bubble so small. The fact that David Stearns, in his first managerial hiring, because remember he didn't hire Craig Council, he just kept him in Milwaukee. The fact he went outside his bubble and he didn't just go back to his Brewer ties, I think is a positive development. It means that Carlos Mendoza did something in those interviews that even without having a past relationship with David Stearns was convincing enough for David Stearns to say, that's my guy. So where am I right now midweek? Again, disappointed they didn't get the sure thing or the safe thing. Maybe sure thing is too strong. Disappointed they didn't get the safe, safe choice. But we'll now have to wait and see. We'll hear from Carlos Mendoza, and we'll obviously analyze all the moves he makes and how this locker room is handled. Now, let me get to a lot of your emails because a lot of people were very upset about this Carlos Mendoza hiring. And the one thing I do not get from my fellow Med fans is how in one breath you could be anti-Mendoza. And I understand first-time manager learning on the job. I have all those concerns, too. I'm not trying to act like I don't have them. But how you could have those concerns about Mendoza and yet – vehemently hate Mendoza and want Beltran. That doesn't make sense to me. That means you're making a decision based on what a guy was as a player. And as Ted Williams taught us many years ago, you can be the greatest player in the world. It doesn't gonna. it's not making you a great manager. So if you're concerned about Mendy learning on the job, fair concern. How you would not have that about Carlos Beltran, I don't understand.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here's Ben A. Gentlemen, I did not think Krenk Council was a mortal
1: lock to be an all-time manager for the Mets, but I have to say I do not like the Carlos Mendeza hiring. The job is too big for a first-time manager. I have a fear that this is a Luis Rojas all over again. There are too many big names for a guy without experience to be effective. On top of Lindor Alonzo McNeil, if you're planning to add guys like Shohei Otani and Yamamoto – who will need to be handled very carefully in his first MLB season, I don't see how this is the job for a first-time manager. I hope I'm completely wrong, and I can look back on this email and laugh while we are in the Canyon of Heroes, but I don't see it. Great, Keep up the great work, Ben. Those concerns are fair. We are talking about a guy, no matter how much experience he had as a bench coach or a roving defense instructor or everything he did in the Yankee organization, you're talking about a guy that's going to have to manage for the very first time with pressure on him. I don't care what the Mets do this offseason. Even if they don't fulfill our goals of spending big, the New York Mets are still going to have a big payroll, and they're still going to have high expectations. Maybe not as high as last year, but they're going to have high expectations. I think those concerns are fair, but once Craig Council's not the guy, and remember, Ben starts this email by saying, I didn't think it was an an all-time mortal lock. Well, then ask yourself, okay, if it's not Craig Council, where did you want to go? Now, I mentioned some other veteran names they could have gone down the road of. But David Stearns was very honest when he met the media the other day. And I know this is going to piss a lot of people off, but this is the reality of baseball. He talked about the partnership between the front office and the manager's office. That there's going to be pushback. There's going to be arguments. The manager's going to insist on this. The front office is going to insist on this. And fighting is good, which I agree with. It's like the Lincoln administration. Team arrivals. You want to have disagreements and then come to the best decision possible. But he's admitting that this isn't 1983 anymore. So I don't know if Joe Girardi, one of the guys I brought up, was going to be as simpatico with the David Stearns administration. Fred Solomon writes, so for his first two acts as P.O.B.O. P.O.B.O. President of Baseball Operations. Okay, sorry, it took me a few seconds. So his first two actions as P.O.B.O., Stearns fired Buck Thueppler, and hired an unknown first-time manager when he had two better candidates in-house. How do you not kick the tires on Beltran or Eric Chavez? Why was Stern so eager to hire outside of the organization? I'll add that I'm glad Council didn't get it because it sounded like he really wasn't invested in the first place and had a serious Art how feel to him to the point where I'm waiting for the (laughs) I-didn't-know-Max-Fried-was-a-lefty (coughs) soundbite. A couple of things. First of all, Craig Council may not have worked here. Who the hell knows? It may have been Art Howe 2.0. I'm pretty confident Craig Council would have at least been prepared. (laughs) Like, I don't think we would have had any confusion. Number two, they kicked the tires on Carlos Beltran. And I bet you they kicked the tires on Eric Chavez. And the reason I say that is even though there weren't interviews, David Stern said there was a wide net. And I think when you have a wide net, it doesn't mean every single person you're looking into gets interviewed. Like he was asked specifically about Carlos Beltran. And his answer was, yeah, he's going to stay in the organization. We talked to him and said, I think right now with having a young family, this wasn't the gig for Carlos. So I think it was a thought. And I think whether it's more David Stern saying I'm not interested or it's more Beltran saying I'm not interested. It's been four years since I had that job. A lot has changed. I don't want to do it. I think they looked at it and decided this isn't the way to go. And my question with Eric Chavez, not that he isn't a good candidate, not that he wouldn't be a really good manager someday. Why would we be convinced, Fred, that Chavez is a really good candidate, but Carlos Mendoza isn't? Like, in a lot of ways, it's similar. They'd be first-time managers in New York who have experience coaching in New York.